hey. Uh-huh. <laughs> I started, you know, someone contacted me to do a photo shoot. So I did this photo someone shoot. Someone you didn't know. I didn't know. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't mm-hmm. a sign so I didn't know. Okay. Right. <laughs> so that was the first time, you know. Uh-huh. And I did a photo shoot, and it was like nine miles. I was by myself. First one ever. Of course, I'm walking in there like I know what I'm doing. I got the kids. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> and it was great. I did it perfectly fine, and everything worked out. And then I ended up getting called for a fashion show down here. And then that ended up being, that's when I realized I actually had a little talent. That, uh-huh. that was the, the turning point for me. And the reason being, they might have had, I mean, if anyone's seen a backstage at a fashion show, it's like cluttered. It's artists everywhere, hairstyles everywhere, models everywhere, everyone's everywhere. Mm-hmm. And at that time, they might have had a good 10 makeup artists in the spot because it's a ton of people. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing makeup, and I'm just like, oh, okay, yeah. And I turn around, I have a line behind me. I'm like, well, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, we're, like, they all were waiting to get in my chair. And I'm like, why y'all waiting on me? They got, like, all these other people here. And they're like, oh, no, I don't like the way they do <laughs> You know, oh, it's too heavy, it's too this, it's too that. And then I was like, oh, okay, cool. So people like to look like themselves, basically, you know. And that's the part of makeup artistry I think that's getting kind of tainted right now is that people are so into looking different. Mm-hmm. or camouflaging their flaws, quote-unquote. Or their features. Or their, Not even, or their I don't even want to say flaws because I feel like how you how you were made is not a flaw. Right, and if I say quote-unquote. Yeah, your features, your <laughs> right. features. They want to change I want things. a smaller nose. I want to, you know, right. it's more chiseled cheekbones. They don't even want pores. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you not realize skin is porous? Like, uh-huh. if they have pores, you can't sweat. Like, right. what are you going to do? Just uh-huh. hold all that in? I don't uh-huh. understand. But we're so into, like, makeup artistry now has really, really been tainted to this perfection. Like, or that everybody wants to world. look exactly, exactly the same. Exactly the same. And I'm yeah. like, but I don't understand that part of it because why do I want to look like somebody else? Like, right. that different? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, I'm not for that. Uh-huh. But... The thing with my clients and my style of work is I'm very, I always say I master clean beauty. Clean beauty is my Mm -hmm. thing. Not saying it's boring, but your skin will still look like skin and you will still look like yourself (laughs) when I'm done. Uh You're just going to look like a little more enhanced version of yourself. Like what is a little more glam you and some lashes and all that. We'll Mm -hmm. still do it up, but you're going to look like yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what the people saw in me back then, and they were like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, you're not about to, I'm not about to go see nobody else, I want you to do my makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of the point where I started really doing it, and that point also taught me that clean beauty is where the money is. See, all mm-hmm. that artsy fun stuff, it's fun. Uh-huh. But unless you work in that industry where you're doing, like, Cirque du Soleil or, you know, film that requires it because a lot of of film don't require it Uh because really a lot of film require clean makeup they just want you to clean the actors up or the actor up and just make them look like themselves Mm -hmm. just a little different now you might do prosthetics depending on the film but for the most part it's clean yeah so clean money is where I mean clean beauty is where the money is Mm -hmm. you know you look at your Vogue covers and all that it's not colorful right Clean. They the the quote unquote natural look exactly that requires makeup. That requires <laughs> all the makeup. Yeah. Because what people don't understand is that no makeup makeup uh-huh. requires a lot of work. Right. Uh-huh. Because you really have to scale back. You really have to be conscious of what you're doing. Like if I want to give somebody a full face look, it's so much because I can just put it on. Uh-huh. And you'd be like, oh, I'm covering everything. But if you want somebody, you want to do someone's face to make them look flawless, but still show their freckles and all this and all, yeah. you're like. You have to really be conscious of where you're placing things, how you're prepping their skin, and all that. You really have to 
pay attention. So a lot of people think, oh, it's nothing, just, you know, I just want a little bit. No, it's, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot of it. And now where does the skincare line come in? Well, the skincare line started, believe it or not, the skincare line started before makeup. Really? It started in 2007. Okay. It's when I started making product. Uh-huh. And I started making the product not to sell. It just was something I was into. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always been into people having really healthy skin, like really clear skin. Because one thing about have. it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But the thing about if you think about it, no one wants bad skin. Mm-hmm. Nobody. Male, female, whatever race you are, whatever gender you are. Like, you're the side you know, that's probably the people who want that heavy, heavy, heavy makeup is because they're that trying to hide that bad skin underneath. Yes. Usually that's the case. Mm-hmm. And they want you to filter their faces out to Lord knows what. And next thing you know, they don't have features left once you blur them out so much. <laughs> right. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's but weird. if they Conversation. would take care of their skin first. You that. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Take care of the canvas, but people don't think like that. But and another thing is, we're in a very like instant gratification yeah. age right now. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants things to work immediately. Yeah. Like even with having the skincare line, I know we going off topic, but mm-hmm. even with having that, it's always well, how long is it gonna take to work? Mm-hmm. You know, when people <laughs> ask me, you know, if you show me a photo with acne scars that you've had for like 10 years and yeah. they basically like oh, I want this cleared up in like two weeks right but you've had them for 10 years right uh-huh. they're embedded they're uh-huh. there uh-huh. you know what I'm saying like granted my products bring results but I mean can you be a little more realistic uh-huh. like can you right. uh-huh. give me a little time right I mean, if you had it for 10 years I'm sure you could wait another month or two or three. right exactly. <laughs> like, exactly you know so that that's a lot of how people's mindsets really need to change on beauty and like what they expect out of beauty mm-hmm. even services and products like yeah. you can't like if you have textured skin I can't remove texture with makeup it's not going to happen mm-hmm. if you have bumps on your face you're still going to have bumps on your face right they're just going to be covered with foundation like mm-hmm. I can't make them literally go away and that's the expectation a lot of people have though because or, of the filter videos that they're seeing or the, the filter pictures or my favorite Instagram quote you want to skip the struggle <laughs> you know that so I want this big booty but I don't want to be in the gym doing squats no. so let me go get these injection. you know injections yeah or you I, know, like I, quote, I need to yeah I don't want to tell everybody that. <laughs> I don't, you just want to skip the struggle <laughs> yeah uh-huh you know they don't want to put in the work no you know I want a six-pack but I want to eat what I want, so let me just Can go I lay on the, the table and get the lipo. On that, you know? though, because, I mean, I could agree with that one. <laughs> <laughs> no. And, and that's I, the problem. Can I eat what I want and go lay on the table? No. No. You have <laughs> to right, do the work. I probably you have to do, yes, <laughs> do the work. And so if that is, you know, not only getting your product, mm-hmm. but using them and following the routine and regimen that you prescribe. Girl. You know, that you want to get the product and slap it on one day when you think about it and then, like, you know, forget it, it the rest of the days. Right, exactly. Because you're not working. <laughs> no. You're not doing what no. you're supposed you're to not. do. You're so, absolutely right, girl. And you don't understand how many, I've had emails. Oh, I've been using it for two weeks and I'm not seeing much change. Uh-huh. Two weeks, though. <laughs> right, exactly. Two weeks. How long you've had this issue? Right. Five years. Uh-huh. 10, 15, 20. Right. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> it took you five years to put it on. You know, you wasn't worried about it when you was doing all the, the bad things you weren't supposed to do. You did that for five years. Can you do the right thing for, for five, five years? years? Can you do that? Yeah. I guarantee it won't take that long. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And the results will be, you know, what you're looking far for. longer lasting mm-hmm. and, and everything. So when did you start 
realizing that you could make, make money product. and make product, okay. you know, have a business. This is okay. So what what happened was in '07, working on the course, I started making these natural products, and the reason I went the natural route. Real simple. I'm a real simple person. Mm-hmm. I'm not a chemist, so I can't mix chemicals. So obviously, <laughs> you know, right? I gotta go natural. Uh-huh. It's easier for me to do. I don't want to blow nothing up. So I was like, oh, this is simple. I can just do this. Mm-hmm. So that's what made me start researching, like, and learning about all the different natural ingredients and stuff like that, and what they do and what they help with, and how the herbalist came in. That's where they came in. But that wasn't then. Okay. <laughs> that came later. So like later. You like an so on, like onion. Which is I know. Just just keep <laughs> so I started making the product, and I was just giving this stuff away. Like I was giving this away to people who had skin issues. Where was I on that giveaway list? Probably <laughs> in another state because you left us so long ago. Um, but I was clearing up issues that dermatologists couldn't clear. Not saying they couldn't. I'm gonna say they probably didn't want to because uh-huh. they're going, oh, hey, right? They, they want something. They want to attach money. the money. Yeah, uh-huh. coin. Uh-huh. So I was clearing up skin issues like that, and I knew I had stuff on my hands. But I still didn't sell it. Like I still uh-huh. was just like, oh, you need some here, take it, fine, whatever. Uh-huh. And oh nine is when I became a makeup artist, like a registered business artist, and I started growing in that part. And I kind of put the skincare on the back burner. Uh-huh. But everything happened in this time. Yeah. Because when I decided to launch and drills in twenty fourteen. I had a good following yeah. from makeup artistry. I mm-hmm. had clients, I had businesses, I had corporations, you know, mm-hmm. all my clientele list. I had a few celebrities here and there, you know, and stuff like that. So people, it's like once you get enough people in your chair, people learn to trust you. Mm-hmm. You have the credibility. I had it. Mm-hmm. So at that point, launching the skincare line was like a no-brainer. It was like, oh, I could start this now, and now I have people that actually buy it. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, you know, granted, mm-hmm. the people had no clue what the hell it was because I wasn't <laughs> selling it before. I right. wasn't using, you know. Mm-hmm. So I started Andrell's, honestly, with literally no startup money, like none. Mm-hmm. I had zero dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I did the whole, you know, but that didn't stop my little business mind. So I was like, well, how much time I branch this off? So I got mm-hmm. enough product because I was still making my own. Mm-hmm. So I got enough ingredients to make a little bit of something. So I'm going to sell these little sample sizes first mm-hmm. and take a little money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I took that and I bought a little bit of ingredients, keep that going. And then I did a pre-sale. So the pre-sale that's why you need that trust. <laughs> that trust gets those free sale oil. If you don't trust, you're like, I'm not giving you my money before right. I get something. You're great. Right. So the pre-sale went really well. So I took that money and bought a whole bunch of ingredients. And uh-huh. then from there, it kind of just kept going. So when I started Andrews, I only had two products. I had cleanser and I had moisturizer, and that was it. Uh-huh. So you got the cleanser and the moisturizer. And you can buy them separately, buy them together, whatever. I mean, it wasn't that complicated. You only had two items. Uh-huh. And... Now I have, I think I expanded the line in, I don't know if it was 15 or 16, it might have been 2015. I expanded the line and had about, I added a good 20 items. Oh my God. So at this point we have about 20 to 30 items in the line itself. Congratulations. Thank you. So that, and you never really sit back and think about it all until one day someone, like, is asking you about it. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, uh-huh. oh, wait. Because that's like I did an interview with Business New Orleans, and it wasn't until then I counted the profit growth from when I started to where I was when I did the interview. Because they were like, well, how much have you grown? And I was like, like, financially? And they were like, yeah. I was like, shh, I don't know. Let me, like, let me check. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, because you don't count over the years. You kind of see it by year with taxes. Uh-huh. You know, oh, okay, I did this. Yeah, whatever. And so for the inspiring entrepreneur, what was your growth within the current year-wise? How long From was 2014 that? to 2016. So it was uh-huh. about 
two years. Uh-huh. So I started in the middle of 2014. Uh-huh. So in about two years, I grew. I knew the exact number in my head, but I know for sure it was over 400%. Uh-huh. And wow. that was, that was actually, it was an eye-opener for me because for business to grow profit over 400% in just two years, that, yeah. that shit is crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it really is. Uh-huh. But you, I just, I didn't. I never sat down and really looked at it like uh-huh. that. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, you did something else. Uh-huh. Right. So, yeah, yeah so and that's that. And, it's, it's and that's one of the things that I feel like is important to me and with this podcast and with everything that I'm doing mm-hmm. because I feel like when you're in the trenches and you're doing it and you're working and you not getting no sleep or you're not whatever, you never get to celebrate your victories. You don't. And you're having so many of them. You don't. And, and then when you sit and you have these just, conversations, you're like, wait a minute. I just did that. <laughs> I just said that yesterday. I was doing a video in in my Facebook group, and it was a video I did because someone asked me, like, can you tell us your story? So I was like, I'm going to do a live video. I'm going to tell y'all. So I was telling the story. I kind of put that part was in there, too. But when I was in it, I was like, man, one thing y'all need to do, and everybody really, celebrate the smallest things. Celebrate mm-hmm. the small victories and be proud of yourself. Like, don't be... Don't feel like you can't brag on yourself. Like, uh-huh. what do you mean? Yeah. Who's gonna, who else will be more proud of you than you? Right. Or, you know, <laughs> I think really to stop and reflect and celebrate every single, vic- every new client, every new whatever, every yeah. little step, you have to celebrate it. Have a toes. I don't care what yeah. you do. Just whatever. Do and, and just because I think we're so focused on the where end. we are not. Yes. That yes. we don't worry about how far we've come. Yes. You know, and so I think Absolutely. that, you know, so many of us have a story, a cause for celebration, mm-hmm. you know, victories and things like that, that we are not even acknowledging ourselves. We don't. You know, so if I can shed light or be a reminder for you mm-hmm. and I be an inspiration it. for somebody <laughs> else that's listening, that's, you know, in you know a similar situation where they might have grown two hundred percent, right? You know, in their first year, and they saying this ain't enough. You know, or I grown fifty percent. You know, whatever, whatever, whatever it is, progress. Yes. is progress is progress, and it's all about progress and not perfection. I have to remind myself of that too. Please. So congratulations, Thank you. and keep on going. And definitely, um, I think. Too, what's really interesting and and I love to hear and I think that a lot of entrepreneurs have a similar story of I started doing it for free Mm -hmm. because I think that this current generation is a generation as you said of instant gratification so it's like oh I've been doing this for five minutes and I I ain't ain't making millions and I'm done Yes, you know it doesn't work like that you know overnight successes take ten years yeah, you know, by they the really time do. you're hearing about it, they've been, they've been at you know they've been in the trenches, they've been putting in a lot of you know free hours and not getting any recognition, reward, or coin at all. So, and I think that's what a lot of people don't think about. But that's a really good thing to do is to like, if anybody was to take their inspirational say celebrity mm-hmm. quote unquote and fig- look at their backstory they all struggled yeah. every last one yeah every last yeah. one of them mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter who they are they all struggled at some point right at some point it just it never fails so 
like when I sit back, I, I sit back and think about it. Yeah, I've come a long way, and I have a long way to go. Trust mm-hmm. me, I have a whole bunch of stories between <laughs> now and then. Right. Like I have stuff I'm working on now. I'm like, uh-huh. that's gonna be a good story. <laughs> and I have stuff that happened even this year that I'm like, oh god, that's such a bad story, but it's a good story. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Like you have these situations where you kind of hit these roadblocks or, you know, stuff like that, mm-hmm. but you got to just keep it trucking. The good thing about myself is, at least it's how I feel, mm-hmm. I like to keep it moving. I move mm-hmm. with the change. You know, my favorite book, Who Moved My Cheese, everybody should read that. If you're mm-hmm. listening, read it. It's a yes. great book. Um, but you have to kind of, like, just keep rolling. You got to keep going. Don't let nothing stop you from your end goal. Like, don't let anything get in your way to the point where you're sitting here like, Oh, I just can't do this no more. No, you you probably still can. It's not uh-huh. that deep. You know, mm-hmm. it's probably not that bad mm-hmm. as people think. But you're going to run into some no's. You're going to run into all kinds of little roadblocks. You just mm-hmm. jump over the hurdle and keep it moving. Yeah, so look, I just posted something on Instagram today. Which is it? It said that just when you think you've got all the answers, the universe changes all the questions. <laughs> and I said, and I said, but my caption was, that's why I aspire to be a master adapter or a master of adaptation because, yes. in, and to quote the wise Andre 3000, you could plan a pretty picnic, but you can't predict the weather. You but can. but and what I added to that is, but the picnic and the day must go on. It must. And it's easy for me to say that because as you said, you're good at, you know, adapting yeah. and keeping it roll. I'm not. I can mm-hmm. sit and ruminate and be like, oh, but this picnic was supposed to be so good and I was raining and I'm so mad. That's you know, good. whatever. And I think yeah. that that's a lot of people. But what I try to remind myself is mm-hmm. every heroine of every story has a story to tell about, you know, but girl, at one time Ooh. when this happened, and you know, yeah, moment. I thought it was over, and you, <laughs> and you come back, and every time you come back, and you come back, and you come back, and that just makes your story that much more interesting and that much more compelling. And you know, if it was like a straight line to success, oh, I did this, I did this, and everything went perfectly. Like, that's, that's boring. That's boring. boring. And so when when <laughs> look when fucked up shit be happening, I say, ooh, this is gonna make for a good story. And I'm yes. gonna, you know, when I rise from this fire, yeah. it's gonna be that much more rewarding. And so, in just speaking to that, what has been one of your biggest challenges that you overcome? <laughs> um, <laughs> the biggest challenge I've overcome, girl. I mean, something that you thought, ooh, this might take me out. <laughs> One thing that I think, girl, there's one situation that I'm not going to, and I can't even say if I overcome it because I'm feeling salty about it, but <laughs> but I had this opportunity. It was an opportunity miss. I'm going to just say it. It's one of those stories. Like, uh-huh. It was an opportunity miss. Um, I had this opportunity to be in Allure's beauty box, Allure okay. magazine. Everybody know Allure. Allure is huge. Yes. This is a huge magazine, which means it's a huge exposure type of thing. Uh-huh. And... We had everything set up, and I think at first they gave us, like, a later deadline or something like that. Now, when we did this, they asked for product in, like, November, like, the end of November last year. And I sent them the product. I sent them three items. By the end of December, beginning of January, I heard back, and they were like, oh, we would love you to be in our box. We like this item, which was the peppermint and rosemary uh, toner. Mm-hmm. And they were like, we love this item. We like this item in our box. We need 40,000 of them. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> By when, do you say? 
Well, at first, I swear they gave us a later date. And all I know is they turned around and was like, you'll do great, not April box. Now, granted, this is January. Uh-huh. Keep this in mind. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. January. Uh-huh. They talk about April of the same year. And uh-huh. not the next year. Uh-huh. The same year. And what I think a lot of people, like when people see Andrell's without knowing me, uh-huh. It has a really clean look. It looks like it could be a bit comfortable, but hey, it's just me. It's just me. Uh-huh. It's me working. I literally am a one-woman factory. I do uh-huh. everything on my own, uh-huh. down to cutting and labeling it, and, right. you know, like mixing product, bottling it, everything by hand. So 40,000 of those clearly is going to be like, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. I just needed to start this two months ago. <laughs> at, at minimum. Right. Two months ago. But let's not talk about how much time it was going to take. Let's talk about how much money it was going to take yeah. to produce oh, something like that. Yeah. Now, they were asking you to do this. This was going to be for free in exchange for uh, promotion. It's basically like a marketing. Yes. Trip. Okay. Yes. So, if you have a mm-hmm. marketing budget, you're kind of be like, okay, I'm going to use this for right. ads. I'm going to use this for yeah. TV. I'm going to use it. So, mm-hmm. it'll be like one of those type of deals. Except this marketing deal was like the price of a small house. It was like <laughs> right. at least 100 grand. Because yeah. if you do the math on something real simple, it's like, oh, if it costs $2 a bottle, it's like 80 grand. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. 80 grand. Yeah. Who got that? <laughs> to just get around. Yeah. Just, oh, uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. But we got to keep in mind who we're talking about. This is the Lord. Uh-huh. This is the Lord. They deal with F.A. Law. They deal with Time Forward. They deal with uh-huh. YSL. Of course, you can call them and say, we got three months. We need 40000 or something. Oh, yeah. No problem. Here. Uh-huh. Here's at the factory. You got this. We're a billion-dollar company. It's cool. Yeah. I ain't, I ain't pushing it like that. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Uh-huh. <laughs> so... I started contacting investors and stuff. Because one thing about it, and this is what my fuck up was, I didn't give him a flat out no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because mm-hmm. I didn't want to give him a flat out. I didn't tell the Lord, nah, I ain't doing that. Mm-hmm. What? Like, mm-hmm. I'm such a, you know, I'm still a small brand. To yeah. even be, to Considered. even consider, exactly, mm-hmm. to even want my product in your box, which means I'm going on a full page ad in your magazine because... That's what yeah. they do every fucking year. Mm-hmm. I mean, every month yeah. you get a full page ad of the lore box and who's going to be in it and where yeah. you can, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I this think is an opportunity. Hell yeah, this is like a serious opportunity. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I've only been active what two years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I said, I was like, okay, I'm gonna try. <laughs> so I mean, I'm hitting up investors and stuff like that. And y'all already know if you ever try investing, like getting an investor, the thing with investors are. They work on their own time. They don't give a fuck about your deadline. Right. They work on their own time because it's their money. They're like, I don't have to give you this. I mean, right. I believe in you and all, but mm-hmm. let me just sit back and wait a minute. Let me think about it. Let me do this. Right. So I'm like, we ain't got time to, to think. think about it. I, yeah. I need the money like yesterday because right. I need to get the stuff in today and right. I need to start making it tomorrow uh-huh. to try to even get 40,000 bottles out in two right. months because yeah. if it's the April box, right. they, they want it at the beginning of March. Then. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I had uh-huh. two months. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Two months. I was like, okay. So when I was hearing back from the investors, like in the beginning of January, I kind of, I was like, oh, look, Laura, I'm sorry. Um, I don't think this is gonna happen. <laughs> uh-huh. And they were like, but we need you to make it happen. Uh-huh. We really want you in the box. And I'm like, okay, let me try. Let me try. Minutes to sign. Let me keep going. Uh-huh. Girl, I'm sitting there. <laughs> time going by I'm waiting to hear back I mean I'm getting the run around in the sense because mm-hmm. it's not not with the Lord but with the other side and it's yeah. like they're not giving me a flat out no so I'm like okay yeah, girl, maybe what we gonna do come, come on let's go yeah. through and I was like oh shit this is not working mm-hmm. so at the beginning of February I gave him a flat. I was like, I can't do it. Uh-huh. Like, I'm sorry. I really, I can't. Like, uh-huh. I physically cannot. Right. I would if I could. I, I cannot. Me. Right. <laughs> I absolutely would. 
but it was just one of those situations where, look, I'm sorry, I can't do it, girl. These people were like, can we have a conference call? Girl, I had to talk to the editor. <laughs> <laughs> I had to talk. I was like, oh, shit, what am I to say? Uh, uh, this email shit is uh, way uh, easier. Right. Me have to be on the phone and tell you, hell no, I can't do this. Right. Uh-huh. I'm on the phone with the editor. The editor was like, look, we really need you in this box. Like, we really would like to have you. She said, but the thing is, we kind of already sent the thing out to print for the magazine, so I need you in this box. And I'm like, ma'am. <laughs> I understand what you're saying. Uh-huh. Good job. But in but my this mind, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I would love to. Don't get me wrong. I would absolutely love to, uh-huh. but I can't. Motherfucker can't. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. I can't. So, girl, they like, well, don't give up yet. <laughs> what the fuck am I supposed to do? Don't give up yet. Well, what if we send you the promotion, like the full-page ad that we already have going to print, you send that to the investors. Let them know it's real. This is this. And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, fine. I get. We could try it. You know. Yeah. Go fucking investors. They're like, we didn't think he was lying. But uh-huh. shit. I mean, uh-huh. we ain't right now, now. What about going to a bank and flat out getting a loan? <sighs> Ciao. <laughs> My relationship with Chase would. I mean, it ain't bad, but I don't know him like that. Like that's a credit union relationship. That's the type of, you need that. For that type of money, you like, look, I know I don't really do much with y'all, but let my deposits come in. I take mm-hmm. money out. I need y'all to give me a hundred grand today. Right. Uh-huh. Um, like, what capital? You know, I don't own a house, so they probably uh-huh. like, what you got? Uh-huh. <laughs> what collateral? Uh, right. <laughs> All right, whatever. Girl, fast forward. Didn't happen. call again. Didn't happen. Girl, these people offer me money. So this, this way it got real funny, because I'm like, it's the middle of February now. Mm-hmm. And they're sitting here like, still trying to get me to do it. How many times I gotta tell them no? This is not make sense to me. Uh-huh. Like y'all, they torturing me at this, but uh-huh. I'm already upset. I can't fucking do it. Right. You know. Yeah. So they're like, oh well, you know, we um in brands we believe in, we do X Y Z. So like a dollar per bottle, we can knock it down to thirty five thousand. This and this. So I'm like, man, now you gonna tell me you give me thirty five thousand dollars? That ain't right. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I still couldn't do it. This one only had two weeks. Right. I can't reduce thirty five thousand dollars two weeks. I was like, man, I can't do it. Right. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. So. We got off the phone. I was like, I'm so sorry, but I will be back. I promise you. And they were like, well, we can help you money if you come back. I'm like, look, let me tell you something. When I come back, though, right. I will need your money. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to come. I'm going to deliver 40000 bottles uh-huh. to you. So I'm like, bitch, take a, take a month that you won't put this in. That's right. Have at it. Right. But I still got that little picture on my phone <laughs> of that ad. Like, uh-huh. I still have that full page yeah, ad. And that should be your screensaver as your motivation. And it, it breaks my heart every time I see it, though. So mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't do that. I can't. And I had to unsubscribe from Allure on goddamn Aww. Instagram because every time I saw them with a beauty box coming out, I was like, that could have been that's supposed to be me. But what is your <laughs> but what is your takeaway from that? What My takeaway this what it taught me. If it taught me nothing else, it taught me to understand the level that you're at mm-hmm. and be okay with it. And what I mean by that is I knew good and damn well to <laughs> produce that shit, and I should have sold it from jump. It's an absolute no. Give me a later date, whatever. Like mm-hmm. I should have. Like when I look back at it, it, it could have been. It should have been handled a whole lot differently, and that's mm-hmm. what I got from it. You have to really understand where you are. Mm-hmm. Be okay with where you are, and be honest when you're dealing with things in business. Because I could have, you know, granted. I don't know. I mean, of course, you get off the phone in good time, but girl, I probably burned the bridge right there. To be honest mm-hmm. with you, I don't know mm-hmm. how they feel about Andrew at this point. And I'm, yeah. You know, uh-huh. they probably uh-huh. bashing me. Uh-huh. <laughs> like I don't know. You know, so mm-hmm. I should have handled that a whole lot different. My takeaway is to really understand the level where you are and treat yourself as such. Don't 
you know, don't try to stretch yourself so thin. Like, I really was willing to take out a loan the size of a house without mm-hmm. even having a house. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> to uh-huh. do this. Uh-huh. That don't make sense. And like, you're not there thing? yet. And it's uh-huh. literally, a hundred, like, I'm taking out the loan of a house for a marketing deal. Yeah. Like, when you think about uh-huh. a house, you like, hey, Right. Why was I thinking? Why was I considering it? But, you know, and the other thing is, too, is that you got to think about if you would have gotten in there and then you got 100,000 orders right. the next then day, gonna... then what you going to do? Now you got another problem. Right. Because that's what a lot of people, you know, well, small businesses talk about when they got on Shark Tank or when they were featured in Oprah's favorite things, yes. that they damn near had to shut down the business because Girl, the, the response was overwhelming. Let me tell you what I was going to do. Because <laughs> that money that would have came in, we were going to take that money and get everything we needed. I was going to have a whole village of people in here making these products. That's what we going to do. I would have dealt with that when they got there. Uh-huh. I'm not going to front. Uh-huh. But that also speaks on the, that's just who I am. Uh-huh. You know, I'm not uh-huh. I'm not a thinker, I'm a doer. I say uh-huh. that all the time. Like, uh-huh. there's a thinkers and there's doers. Uh-huh. I do. I don't think things through all the way. Uh-huh. I'll try it and deal with the consequences later. But yeah. so I would have took, the, I would have taken the risk. I'm not uh-huh. even going to front. Uh-huh. But that, I mean, it could be a gift and a curse. I'd rather be a doer than a thinker though uh-huh. because a lot of times, people will think themselves into nothing. Yeah. You keep thinking about it and thinking about it, and then you just think about ways that it's not going to go right, and then right. you're like, oh, this is not, yeah. i got to wait for this. yourself out of it. All the way mm-hmm. out of it. So yeah. if you just try it, I mean, nothing beats a fail but a try. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, but, and then, but what, let me say this, what has to go hand in hand with mm-hmm. being that way is being the role with the punches person, because yes. a lot of times, you're going to do something that may not work out, and you can't sit there and let yourself get stuck right. and not do something else after that because Absolutely. you know if you are doing things you are going to have mistakes you are going to have failures because the other quote I like I, you, can you tell I like quotes I love it. is that you know <laughs> if you aren't making mistakes you aren't trying anything new true and so with trying stuff and doing stuff you will have some fuck ups mm-hmm. and you have to be able to still pick yourself up fuck up and all and move on and do That's something true. else and keep it moving. That's absolutely true. Um, I'm in another subscription box for if that matters. No. You are? It's a lot smaller. Okay, which, which one? But is this that? is called using. Now that box, and I think that's oh, what? using, Y-U-Z-E-M. Okay. This box actually, I think Allure's thing kind of geared me to this one, made me okay with this one for two reasons. One, the difference in price uh-huh. <laughs> was like, well, I could do that. Uh-huh. Like, if you think about 100 grand versus like seven, you're like, uh-huh. right. I'm about to uh-huh. seven grand. That's it. I, I'll do that. Uh-huh. You know. Also, they're they only deal with natural products, so that's okay. what their box is. It's all More natural products. Exactly. So everyone that receives this box is my target market. Yeah. Every last person. Mm-hmm. So this way, my marketing budget mm-hmm. <laughs> is going towards people that I really need to market to. Yeah. Versus these everybody. People, we don't know who they might look at this. Like I don't want that. Mm-hmm. But you know, people that kind of is my target audience will, you know, appreciate it more. So mm-hmm. I feel like that would be a lot of but this is my first subscription box, so I'm mm-hmm. trying to see how this goes. I don't think it comes out until it's the holiday box. So I think it comes out in winter, so maybe like November. Okay. Or perfect. something like that. Mhm. Well, well good luck. Yes. And that's to me another important takeaway is when you have a business, I mm-hmm. think that sometimes people are just throwing stuff all over the place, seeing mm-hmm. what sticks. And, you know, I think that probably this is a better fit for where you are today Absolutely. because it is your target audience. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times, you know, 
having my chocolate candy company, mm-hmm. I've gotten a lot of people say, oh, you want to be in our swag bags? And yeah, I feel cool. like... I've done it mm-hmm. for exposure and things like that. But what I started to realize is that never turned into anything. Yeah, when, it's when, not worth it. Yeah, when, mm-hmm. when I get a swag bag, I might dig in there and I might eat that candy and I throw that wrapper away so fast, I don't know what the hell it was. Exactly. And I'm not checking to go buy it typically after that. So I think that figuring out what your return on investment is going mm-hmm. to be and the likelihood and, and is this your target demographic and how likely is it that the person receiving this will be a return customer. Exactly. And so I think that that's a better investment on if you're taking out a loan or whatever, right. you know, having factored that in is important. That's so true. So what's something that you wish somebody would have told you before you embarked on this entrepreneurial journey? something you know now that you didn't know then I know it's a lot of things <laughs> but you know it is it is my personality a lot of things that people probably typically say for these type of questions probably won't be my answer <laughs> they probably wouldn't because um I think it's because I don't view it as as much of a struggle as a lot of people do or it's like oh it's so hard it's so bad it's like the only thing I probably would say I wish somebody would have told me was like have some startup money or have some little cushion of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, not saying you can't do it without it because clearly I did. I mm-hmm. I had no cushion mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but if you know, if I had to look back or if someone was to ask me what advice would you give to someone else, um, have a little cushion because you never know when something does change and you need to move with the change like you really have to kind of and like things will ready. change and things will absolutely mm-hmm. change is inevitable yeah. it's going to happen mm-hmm. period mm-hmm. you know and I see it all the time and I see how people deal with it you know uh, referencing back to the, the the book I was talking about earlier is like there's four types of people in the world and how they deal with change and and the book was who, who moved my cheese. who moved my cheese and it's funny because the way the book is it's really about I listen to the audio book. So you know all about it. Okay, <laughs> yes. so you know they got Sniff and Scurry. So Sniff is the type of person that sees change before it comes. They mm-hmm. sniff it out. They mm-hmm. see it coming. So they prepare. They're mm-hmm. always prepared. Mm-hmm. Scurry, don't quite see it before it comes, but he adapts real quick. He's like, oh, it changed? Cool. It changed with it. No problem. Mm-hmm. So I always, people always tell me I'm Scurry. Like, mm-hmm. people read the book, oh, you're like Scurry. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. You know, and then there's him who basically don't like change mm-hmm. like, fuck what it is I don't ever want that to change right. this was mine I hate it like this it's, I don't right. understand why it's I changing like what the hell that is <laughs> and then Hall is he doesn't like change but he'll change if it's beneficial mm-hmm. so he'll only change if he sees a benefit of changing mm-hmm. um, so and otherwise he's resisting basically mm-hmm. yeah and so you know and the metaphor of cheese is whatever your success yes. is whatever Whatever your big thing Uh is, whatever it is you want. And a lot of people get what they want, Mm -hmm. and then they turn around and lose it, and then they're him and hawing. Yeah, they basically, like you said, they're him and hawing about where's my cheese? Where's my cheese? Like, I had this cheese. (laughs) I showed all my friends this cheese. I I worked for that cheese. Uh And it's like, the cheese gone, baby. Like, you know, like just get more cheese. You know what I'm yes. saying? And like, uh-huh. and you blink, and you're like sniffing, scarred, and been left. They right. gone with the cheese. <laughs> right. You know, uh-huh. you're like, well, who the fuck ever did that? Right. Yeah. So uh-huh. that's what the book is about. So that's why I'm yes. always like, you kind of gotta adapt with the change. You have to carry on in life. Like Jesus is not the end of the world. Amen. Says the <laughs> preach. <laughs>
I've been trying. We're going to get you to stop him. <laughs> right. Please do. Look, <laughs> hypnotize me, whatever you got to do, because I've been working on it. Um, so, and kind of, I guess, with that, mm-hmm. in your moments of uncertainty and, and when the chain, when the cheese then moves, what is it that motivates you and how do you keep that motivation to keep moving with it? Um, I think not failing is my biggest motivation. Mm -hmm. I don't want to, I don't want to fail. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's so easy to not fail. If you really just put the time and the work in, you won't fail. And I'm not talking about one of those, oh, I work around the clock, I sleep when I'm dead type of works. Mm -hmm. No, because I take naps every day. I tell you, (laughs) daily naps. Like, you'd be like, ah, what sleep? What is Mm -hmm. that shit? Every day, and I sleep at night, so I take naps and sleep at night. You uh-huh. you need your rest, uh-huh. um, but you really have to like. That's really my motivation is I know what I want, and nothing gonna stop me from getting it. Like I know what I want. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing is you have to know what you want. Step uh-huh. one, you gotta. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that figured out, it's kind of hard. Yeah, uh-huh. because you're always kind of all over the place trying to figure out what it is you really want to do. Yeah. But once you really know what you want. Working for it doesn't seem like work. Uh-huh. So that's kind of how you say, you just kind of like, oh, I'm just going to keep going until I get it. Mm-hmm. So your motivation is honestly probably yourself. You're mm-hmm. your biggest motivator. Like, you want to make yourself proud? Mm-hmm. Keep working. Mm-hmm. Have you transitioned to full-time entrepreneur? Yes. And when was the decision made and how was it made? But well, the decision was made for me. <laughs> um, well, and ever, and a lot of people have this story. I, yeah. I, I think I know the direction you're going in. Um, well, what happened, I knew, I almost claimed it. Like, I'm a, I'm a real big believer in the law of attraction. Mm-hmm. Huge believer in that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm big on you kind of, like, guide your own destiny and things like that. So, a year before I became full-time, I told my husband, I was like, this job is my last job, mm-hmm. period. I was like, I don't know when it's going to be. I don't know what's next. I said, but I can guarantee you this. After this job, I'm not working for nobody else. Mm-hmm. So that I spoke into existence way back then. Cool. So then I started, um, like, I'm at work and things like that. And one day, I remember the day because it was my 10-year wedding anniversary. Mm-hmm. I went to work. I got fired. So when I got fired... It was literally the best day of my life. Like, the absolute best. It was like when she told me, I had a smile on my face. Like, what? Oh, Thank God, you. Right. Because, and the reason being, and this is why I tell people so much that you can't depend on other people mm-hmm. for your own success. You can't. Mm-hmm. You can lose your job at any moment. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as guaranteed income. It doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to tell you what the fuck it is. It right. don't exist. Mm-hmm. People are like, I like that job security. Ain't no job security. Right. Anywhere. <laughs> they can fire you at any moment. Right. Clearly, I know. Uh-huh. Um, and the reason I say it is because the people are like, well, girl, you probably deserve to get fired. Let me give you my background. I've never <laughs> been fired in life. I've never been written up. Mm-hmm. Right before I got fired, less than a year before I got fired, I got a $13,000 raise. Mm-hmm. You don't get a $13,000 raise if you're not doing your job right. Right. Period. Uh-huh. You barely, you'd be happy with 2000 right. Five. Uh-huh. 13 Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. I just got $13,000 raise. So I knew it was nothing but God, the universe, whoever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. 
I got kicked off the cliff, basically. Uh-huh. It was like, look, I'm yeah, thinking you're comfortable. Bullshitting. Yeah, you're not gonna go nowhere. <laughs> yeah, because you keep saying you, it. Yeah. You keep saying it like I'm going. I'm about to do. I'm about, but you never really do it. Yeah. So I'm gonna just kick you in the back off this cliff. And you better stop flying, right? Or <laughs> you're gonna hit that ground real right. hard. Uh-huh. So like when she told me, I was like. Thanks. And did they give you any explanation? What no, but we're in Edwell State. Okay. One, I didn't give a fuck why <laughs> they fired me. I don't fucking care. Right. Who uh-huh. cares? Uh-huh. I'm fired. I don't yeah. care. Like, people are like, Who yeah, cares? Just out of curiosity. Since I could care what doing less. Right. Uh-huh. I could care. I didn't ask. Uh-huh. Okay. I, I just was like, oh my God. Like, I, you don't understand the relief that like, came uh-huh. over me. I was like, what? Uh-huh. So I had like my parking pass in my pocket and she was like, you know, because the way they fire you at this job, they meet you at the front door. Like, there's uh-huh. two doors. There's the front door where the reception When you're is. coming in to work. Yeah. Okay. And then there's, like, another door that you're going for the office space. Because uh-huh. it wasn't a public office. So you're kind of, like, back there in, like, this space of... You're kind of, like, outside the public. You're just, uh-huh. like, behind this locked fucking door. Because it, uh-huh. it was at this law office where we did foreclosures and stuff. So okay. the files could be public. So uh-huh. everything was locked behind this fucking vault scene. Like, uh-huh. So they meet you at the couch. And the reception is like, here's your stuff. You're fired. Good day. You know. <laughs> <laughs> like they pack your shit for you, never. Uh-huh. You ain't stepping foot in that door. Uh-huh. So they got all your stuff. Well, that's kind of nice. Cool. It didn't bother me. And uh-huh. they catch you as soon as you walk in. Uh-huh. You don't get fired at the end of the day. You get good. As soon as you come in. Right. So you know, and it's one of those jobs we had like free parking. So you got your parking pass, and they were like, "Oh, I'm gonna need." So I, I mean, as soon as she get, I was like, "Oh, okay." I gave her that parking pass, and oh, fucking got up to walk me down. You know, so she could let me out the garage. I'm like, "Nah, I'm straight." Uh-huh. Say your ass right there. <laughs> like, oh, you want to let you out? I said. I'd rather pay this twenty five dollar lost ticket fee than to have you walk me in the way in the walk of shame. Girl uh-huh. bye. This is this is the best day ever. Uh-huh. Have a good life. Uh-huh. Girl. And then that same day I end up booking a job that paid me three times the amount I would make it one day at that job. Wow. For a couple of hours of work. Uh-huh. So it was my confirmation. Same yeah. day I was like, This is what I need to be and right. I ain't look back since I tell you I've been going up ever since. I refuse. Wow. I would never work for anybody else. Mm-hmm. I need a, a praise break. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, Shh, uh-huh. Peace out. Okay. And I still see other people that still miserable. Uh-huh. So stupid. <laughs> And so now you referenced that you are married. You were celebrating your ten year wedding anniversary. Well, that, that was three years ago. So I've been entrepreneur three years. Uh-huh. Okay. So how has a lot of times there's this debate? Mm-hmm. Can you have it all? A marriage, yes. kids, career. Absolutely. And and what is your secret to success with that of balancing it all? Okay. Um, here's the thing. Um, and I say you can have it all because I have it all. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and it's funny because it made me think of the movie Girls Trip. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was a Yes, yeah. I have it all. Uh-huh. And I was cheating on uh-huh. <laughs> Yes, right. So she but, thought she had it all. I mean, she had it. Uh-huh. It's just probably what, what I did. Look, what she, what she thought it, it was right. going to look like. Um, the secret to it is having a supportive spouse. If you do not have a supportive spouse, it won't work. Mm-hmm. It won't. Granted, all spouses will not be supportive from day one it's mm-hmm. not gonna happen I mean mm-hmm. it could happen ideally you want it to happen that way yeah. but it is what it is but also keep in mind me being a full time entrepreneur I was in the center entrepreneur before this uh-huh. it's just, I became full time three years ago yeah, but, but I've been time. doing it so he kind of had a little time to get used to me and my personality I mean look if he ain't used to it by now child I don't know what to tell him <laughs> 
when I say it, I wasn't going to work for nobody else after this job, I meant that shit. Like, right. oh, no, I'm not. I'm sorry. Right. Uh-huh. Down his Hello. <laughs> right. I got fired today. Right. Uh-huh. And actually, they called him and told him I got fired. It was an arrangement right? because it was to deliver me a goddamn gift for anniversary. Oh. And he's like, this is your work. He's like, Dang, you know that word. Like, what a way to find out. <laughs> right. I couldn't even fucking tell my Right, exactly. That's what Rage is so much when I got fired. Great story. So, no, you can absolutely have it all because, and I'm doing more now than the average probably entrepreneur anyway mm-hmm. because I have two businesses. Technically, I have a service business and a product business. Mm-hmm. I have two kids, mm-hmm. pets and shit. And <laughs> I'm in school at night, mm-hmm. I'm in school online. Mm-hmm. It's like, so, it's not just me. Oh, I go to work. I go home. I got the evenings with my family. Nah, I don't have all that. This mm-hmm. is so spread thin right now. <laughs> that is crazy because mm-hmm. I am a certified herbalist, but I'm going to be a clinical herbalist. So, I'm doing okay. that certification. Okay. And now, what's the difference? Because I don't know. Okay, a clinical herbalist is almost in the sense of being like a holistic doctor. You can heal naturally okay you know so like prescribe things to people maybe in a sense but not really i mean you're not going to okay. find this at walgreens you got to probably get it from yeah, me yeah <laughs> but saying like if, if this you, is your you ailment me, yes i prescribe i can this. give this okay. to you you know okay. or i can tell you take xyz mm-hmm. you know or buy this buy that mix mm-hmm. it together like this and as of yeah. right now you cannot do that no no. What can you do as an herbalist? As an herbalist, I mean, I can pretty much make anything naturally dealing with herbs. So I can grow my own herbs. I can recognize them. I can tell you about them and all that type okay. of stuff. But you can't I, give them to people. I, right. I can okay. make things with them, teas, For tinctures, yourself. syrups, mm-hmm. all kind of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you know, infused oils, I can do all that. Um, but... It kind of like gives you more of an in-depth look into the body and how gotcha. the herbs interact with the body and all. So you're more, it's more of studies more than anything. Uh-huh. I mean, technically, if I wanted to give you a goddamn syrup, I could. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, gotcha. it's, like, uh-huh. it's not that, you know, I'm still an herbalist, so I uh-huh. still can do that. But it gives me more knowledge of gotcha. the things that go on the inside of your body and how I can use herbs to heal them gotcha. versus, you know, mm-hmm. whatever else chemotherapy or goddamn shots and your other schooling cosmetology mm-hmm. so I'm in cosmetology school at night um, mainly because well two reasons one I should have been there this years ago I don't know why I procrastinated with it mm-hmm. but two is because because um, you were doing other things trying to figure out how you was going to get out 40,000 things so girl, and and I mean I should have done this years when I say <laughs> you I should have been in school while I was working for these other people I should have mm-hmm. been there but it wasn't mandatory to be a makeup artist in Louisiana to have that license. So it just became mandatory the oh, end of last year okay. that you have to be licensed in cosmetology or aesthetics to do makeup in the state of Louisiana. So with that being said, I took it as a sign. Granted, technically, I can do most aspects of makeup and not be not have a problem. But um, I took it as a sign because I knew it was something I've been needing to do. Mm-hmm. And I, when I saw it, I was like, let me just go ahead and get this license. I mean, mm-hmm. it ain't taking up that much time out of my life. It's like a year and a half part time because I'm on that night. It'll be a year full time. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. just do it. Yeah. And plus, that way I can do whatever the hell I want. So that actually is going to turn into me doing some of the other things. I have probably, like, I have two businesses now and I got two more in the back burner in my head that I'm working on in the mm-hmm. background as well as, mm-hmm. you know, other stuff. So that's just going to kind of, like, between the clinical herbalist and the cosmetology degree. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, the cosmetologist license is just going to catapult that into the other things I want to do. Mm-hmm. So, 
All right. Well, I can't wait till I find out what these Girl. other businesses are coming. And this is with all of that though. I gotta ask you in online school. You go into cosmetology school. You got two businesses. When you sleeping and taking all these naps? I take my nap <laughs> midday. Okay. Usually sometime between. 2.30 and 4.30 mm-hmm. because my school is like five minutes from my house so I just okay. turn clothes on and walk out uh-huh. the door and I just go to class for five mm-hmm. so if I'm not doing anything like say right now I clearly won't be getting a nap in but mm-hmm. <laughs> but my no bad. usually that's seriously <laughs> that's usually when I do it like mm-hmm. sometime midday because by that point I'm finished filing my orders or whatever I need to do, all clients or something like that. If I have a gap, I take a nap. If I don't, it's cool. I'm going to mm-hmm. go sleep at night. And I go to sleep at night. Mm-hmm. So I got a class at 10. I'll probably be in bed by 12. Mm-hmm. Wake up at 6. Do it all over again. A husband, two kids, pets and all of that. So instead of you have the same 24 hours in a day as Beyonce, I'm going to start telling people you got the same 24 <laughs> hours in a day as Crystal Morello Armstrong. And she I'm doing this, 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 and this. And still take naps. And still Thank take you. naps and sleep at night. So I don't want to hear no excuses. No excuses. Absolutely not. Still got to clean house. Still got to do all that. Still got to go to my... I had to go have lunch with my daughter's school today because it's her birthday. She told me I had to come over there. <laughs> you got stuff. You know, you still have to be a parent. You still have to be a, a wife. You still have to do all those things. Mm-hmm. Your family don't give a fuck what you got going on. <laughs> right. I want you here. Right. I need you here. You right. know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. just kind of figure out how to get it done. You know, mm-hmm. like... You know, we get a lunch at school at between seven and eight. Mm-hmm. I just use that lunch period to go pick up a cookie cake. She decides she wants to bring to school for the for the class today. So, yes. you know, mm-hmm. sometimes it's what you got to do. You got to figure out where you're gonna fit it in and get it done. Yes. Yeah. And so, what do you feel like is something that you try to instill in your daughters? Because you have two daughters. Two as daughters. Far as I know, you already said school is not necessarily your thing, but just mm-hmm. as far as if if they don't take away nothing else from you being their mother, <laughs> what is the which the is one always thing? interesting? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is what is the one thing that you you hope that they contribute to to society or to who they become as? What I always want my kids to do, if nothing else, is be the, be their genuine selves. Like, mm-hmm. be yourself. Don't try to conform to what other people want you to do. Don't try to do what you think others want you. Like, be your true self. Because when you are your true self, everything else doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You'll be genuinely happy. Like, people don't understand how happiness actually works. It ain't about money. Mm-hmm. Granted, make you happy for a second, though. <laughs> right. You, you know, granted, a good not little girl. Right. Like you said. <laughs> right. You know. But, you know, really, if you are honest with yourself and really true to who you are, you can really genuinely, genuinely be happy. But I think, the, like, that's always the main thing that I want them to understand don't try to fit into a stereotype. Don't try to, you know, follow your friends and do what they're doing because it seems fun to them. If it's not your thing, it's just not your thing. Mm-hmm. So just keep in mind, whatever your thing is, do that. Mm-hmm. And do it well. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Do it real fucking well. Like, <laughs> don't don't slack on it. Mm-hmm. Don't half-ass it. But mm-hmm. if you, like, take your time and understand who you are. Learn yourself. And when you figure that out, everything else is going to be easy. Trust me, I got you. I'm not, mm-hmm. like... It's nothing. Mm-hmm. I got your back, boo. You ain't got to worry about debt. See, that's one thing about my kids. I already tell Debt and all that type of bullshit, you ain't going to have to worry about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. they might not have told me that back in the day, but I'm sure going to teach my kids. I'm going to make sure they have before they need. And, you know, some people mm-hmm. say it's fall, call it what you want. My kids ain't going to be no fall brass. But they're going to understand that 
certain struggles they're not going to have. Because mm-hmm. I'd be damned if they do. So what? Mm-hmm. Who wants their kids to struggle? Right. Mm-hmm. You teach them life lessons. Yeah, all right. Mm-hmm. In your life. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. so. And now what about as far as dating? What do you tell them about dating? Boys lie. <laughs> <laughs> We've been telling my kids that for a long time. My husband actually tells them all the truth. So, and hearing it from a guy, it's even funnier. Because, uh-huh. you know, he's like, look, I was a boy. I'm telling you what they say. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. This is what they say is what they do. I don't know if we're going to put all that on the radio. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we, we are really, really honest with my kids. Like, I'm very honest to a fault. Mm-hmm. To some people to a fault. Not to fault mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I think it's fine. Right. But... I'm very honest with my kids about all type of things. Dating, mm-hmm. sex, all of that. You need to understand all of this stuff. I'm not going to baby you. I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you. I'm going to tell you exactly what it is, exactly what to expect. So you're not, si- you know, so you're not blindsided on some nonsense and freaking out, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like that. So when they come to dating, tell the truth. Look, boys lie. They play around. You don't need to be sitting here trying to get serious with nobody and no damn 16 talking about the love of your life. Child, please. <laughs> Because that mm-hmm. shit ain't going to last. And if it does last, you're miserable laid out. I've seen it happen too many times. Not many high school sweethearts stay all the way through to death. It uh-huh. just doesn't happen. You might mm-hmm. stay together 20 years and then realize what? Mm-hmm. I don't want him to move. Yeah. I'm over it. You know, so, mm-hmm. you know, take their time. Date. Like, genuinely date. Like, really figure out who you want to be with. Mm-hmm. Stop. Don't try to tie yourself down to no one person. I look at these kids and I'm sitting here like, my children be telling me like their friends got boyfriends. My kids are in fifth and seventh grade. Uh-huh. Fifth grade third grade like I'm hearing these stories like who the who? What is the boyfriend in third grade? Like right. a real one? Or uh-huh. this is like, oh, we go ahead and fucking right. lunch line. Like, right. Uh-huh. What are y'all doing? You right. know? Yeah, what makes them a boyfriend? Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, you don't need a boyfriend. <laughs> and so I like to play a little game, even though I feel like people get a good gauge of your personality because mm-hmm. it's not just all about work and, and everything. So either or, I'm going to say something and you pick uh, which one it is okay. of the either or cash or credit cash home cooked or eat out eat out <laughs> loved or trusted well that's a hallway trusted liked or respected respected insecure or being married Jane I don't watch being married Jane so what the fuck <laughs> Do you watch Insecure? No, I wasn't one of them. Do you watch TV? I do, kind of. What's your TV show? Of choice, Power. Okay, okay. I should have said that first. Okay. <laughs> now, you say Power and Empire Power. Okay, <laughs> Clearly. okay, no, okay. Um, on your grits, salt or sugar? Salt. Bath or shower? Shower. Um, international vacation or staycation? Oh, international. Okay. <laughs> Gotta see the world. Um, tattoos or piercing? Tattoos. Um, call or text? Text. Why? Ugh. Because I can always talk on the phone. This. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Um, it's so much easier for me to just shoot your text and keep it moving than to sit. Cause this is really why I say text. I don't like idle conversations. Like, I don't mm-hmm. like just holding the phone. Just random kind of like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, what's going on? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> right. Look, you ain't got a point for that. Right. Like, call me for, like, I really like just holding the phone just, ugh. Why? Mm-hmm. Give me something to talk about. Mm-hmm. If you don't have nothing to talk about, text me. Right. Uh-huh. Or people text, call me with something that's textable. Girl, what time are you going to uh, launch today? Right. Girl, text you're going to text me. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah, that's exactly. it. I'm a texter. I'm not a caller. All right. And now you referenced uh, where's my cheese or who took the cheese. Mm-hmm. I always get the title. Who moved my cheese. <laughs> yeah, who moved my cheese. You have posted you got some new books recently. Yes. What's your latest favorite read? 
<sighs> I'm currently reading The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Uh-huh. So that's what I'm in the middle of right now. I need to finish that one so I can move to the next one. And how are you enjoying that one? It's better than I, I thought. I feel like you shouldn't have even bought that. You I got that And it's so funny because like, when I posted it, people were saying the same. It was like, you got this down. <laughs> I, like, I kind of do, but I like to learn a few things. I might have an aha moment in the book somewhere. You know, I like to read, so I always want to see what's what's out there. Um, so that is what I'm currently reading. It's actually a good book. It's okay. a good book. It's a slow start, though. So if you try to read it, give it get a shot or two, please. <laughs> you're kind of sitting there like, really? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's a really good book so far mm-hmm. I have to see how far it goes I'm on chapter 4 I think it only has 9 chapters mm-hmm. it's not that thick um and I have 7 more that I bought the same thing mm-hmm. that I need to get through mm-hmm. um so Dulcing Strangers is my next one I want to really read okay so I'm really interested to see what the hell he got to say in that book like mm-hmm. Seducing Strangers mm-hmm. okay as a business person the business side of me was like I need to read this book mm-hmm. to see what 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 are they saying mm-hmm. so but that's my current read. The Alchemist is always a favorite. Always mm-hmm. a favorite. If you haven't read it, read it. It really gives you a different outlook on life. Um, my favorite quote from that, the universe conspires to, you know, I'm paraphrasing, whatever mm-hmm. you want in life, whatever your, your legend is, you know, the universe conspires to, to, to give it to you. That's all it's about. And so in wrapping up, um, a quote that you live by. Don't think, do I tell you all the time. The best or worst advice, because I have some bad advice people have given me too. <laughs> um, girl, you know what's funny? I'm going to be real honest with you. I don't really get advice from people. Okay, you don't ask for it. I don't ask uh-huh. for it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I really don't. I don't ask for advice because... I don't, you gonna do I'm a you doer. Do right. Yeah, you don't think about it. I just do it. Uh-huh. Which um, I think that's great advice, too. <laughs> yeah, that's do. I'll be trying. Mm-hmm. That's all and don't that. ask for advice. Because I, for a wedding. That's a good But point. it's funny. Don't ask, I ask Look, I ask for advice a lot of times, but I, not from the perspective of advice. I just like people's perspective. I'm say you like to get different so, perspectives. That makes sense. I, you know, just kind of factor it all in. But for a friend of mine that's getting married, the whole thing was, oh, give the bride advice. You know, but give the bride advice. And my, and my advice was don't ask for no advice because no one has your perspective of the relationship. They don't know all the ins and outs and what's going on and what so, your priorities are. I always are give the same advice like to every bride, though. Which is? Communicate honestly. Okay. That's it. Mm-hmm. Everything else, it it falls into place. If y'all mm-hmm. honest with each other, yeah. you ain't really got no problem. Mm-hmm. Just be mm-hmm. honest. There ain't no golden That's it. Right. <laughs> and, but, and that's a big one that a lot of people find hard to do. They because do. they don't know how they truly feel or they're not being honest with. A lot of people aren't honest with themselves. True. So I can't communicate honestly with you if, if I'm not, I'm not honest with myself. Or, you know, so many people don't know themselves. You know, mm-hmm. that authenticity piece, you know, talking about your message to your daughters. I have had to do so much unlearning as an adult, you know, just from things that you were all the shoulds and that your parents told you and all of other people's shit that they have unloaded Mm -hmm. on you throughout the years that you have to tap into saying, do I really care about college? Do I really care about this? Do I really, you know, is that really me or am I just, you know, robotically going through life, doing what I'm 
thinking I'm supposed to be doing. So I think, you know, once you, you know, just getting getting down to those nuts and bolts of things. Well, we can't wait to see what the next steps are. She already got two, three, four other business ideas. (laughs) Until then, we'll be following you on social media. Tell everybody where they can find you. Um, Personal me is Crystal B. Armstrong. You can find me across most platforms that way. Um, And and Andrew's Natural Skincare for the skincare side. So Website? ChrystalBeyondShawn.com. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> and com. So it's A-N-D-R-E-L-L-E-S. And tell everybody your tagline, which is what I love. For my, for my skincare? Yeah. <laughs> Minimal ingredients, maximum results. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's simple. what's interesting is from this conversation, mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of almost your life motto. I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> I can see uh-huh. that. That's true. Girl, that's uh-huh. <laughs> Hello. Right. Hello. That's another side of uh, hustle. Right. Call <laughs> everything else. Some quotables. Be on the lookout for that next. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. It was much fun. <laughs>